Welcome to the Prince of Peace podcast. We're here to grow in faith, connect in community, and serve the world. Thanks for joining us. We hope you enjoy. Pentecost is my favorite church holiday. And I mean that more than Christmas, more than Easter, more than Advent and Lent. Pentecost is the holiday where the Holy Spirit sets the church on fire and says, I gave you different gifts. How are you using them to share in God's mission? And I say this as someone who's never thought they've had many traditional ministry gifts. As I was growing up, my understanding of pastors was that they were quiet, calm, serious. They were all really good at the administrative part of church and liked going to meetings, and they didn't rock the boat. They had gifts like thinking before they spoke, knowing all the right answers, and confidence in public speaking. I did not have any of those gifts. I was too curious, asked too many questions, even as a small child. I was very bad at being in meetings, and I kind of hate public speaking. I was none of the things you wanted in a pastor. I remember when I started working at a Lutheran summer camp while I was in college, and nearly every one of my peers seemed to be working towards education degrees or outdoor ed degrees or religion degrees. And I was going to school for art. This happened when I started seminary, too, when the class I joined was filled with more religion majors, people who were teachers in their first careers, people who switched from public service careers, and people who worked in the church already. And I went to school for art. My gifts did not quite match with everybody else's. I find the ways in which the Holy Spirit appears telling, particularly fire. Fire was obviously an essential part of life in the biblical world, and still holds an important place in the world today. I think of fire as a particularly special part of a social gathering, gathering around a campfire or a bonfire with loved ones, or fireplaces in the center of a den or a living room. My parents never had a fireplace when I was growing up, but my grandparents did. And when I think of that fireplace, The first memory that comes to mind is my auntie, wrapped in about three different blankets and eight pairs of socks, smushed as close to the fireplace as she could get, because northern Minnesota in January was a little too cold for her. I think of Christmas morning, opening presents, eating brunch, watching the dog curl up by the fire. And Easter, too. Sometimes the fireplace was on when we joined my grandpa to watch Charlton Heston in the Ten Commandments, which was his favorite part of Easter. And sometimes the fireplace was on at Easter because I grew up in northern Minnesota. I think of that fire, and I think of my family, 
and the communities that have gathered around the warmth and brightness and peace of the fire. And in a way, called by the Holy Spirit, that's what we're doing right now. Gathering together and getting the opportunity to feel the love and peace of God. When studying the gospel for today, Jesus speaking of peace reminded me of a verse a little earlier in John, where Jesus says, my peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. I do not give to you as the world gives. Do not let your hearts be troubled and do not be afraid. This is one of the only Bible verses I have memorized because memorization is not one of my gifts. And the only reason I remember it is because it was the theme verse of my second summer ever working at a Lutheran church camp. It was in that summer, the summer of 2013, where five of the staff were in a car accident. Two got away with some scrapes and bruises. One had a broken arm. One was found in critical condition. And one young woman, Libby, passed away. The accident happened halfway through the summer at Camp Vermilion, a beautiful camp on a huge lake in northern Minnesota and it shaped the rest of our time together as a staff. The theme verse of Jesus giving peace became our staff mantra. We used it as we waited to find out if our friend in critical condition would survive. And he did, and he made a full recovery. We repeated it as we met with Libby's family and participated in her memorial. And we all found gifts emerging as we coped with what had happened. The gift of creating holding space for emotions, no matter how strong they could get. The gift of keeping on despite the chaos and emotions around you. Knowing which closet had the secret stash of tissues because we were going to need them. I was one of the people invited to help spread Libby's ashes out on Lake Vermilion one afternoon in July. And it was on that boat trip that I learned my first official pastoral lesson. You do not spread ashes with bare hands on a hot day. Your hands will be sweaty and the ashes will stick to your hands. You then feel bad rubbing your dearly departed friend off your hands and into the lake. As soon as we got off the boat and my feet hit the dry land, I immediately spun towards the pastor who led the service, a dear friend of mine. Why did you do that? That was terrible and I'm never going to forget it. And he sputtered and finally replied some version of, she wanted to stick with you. And with that, we all started laughing. With the laughter, the tension and hurt that had been felt before spreading the ashes bubbled over and made way for peace. The Holy Spirit was laughing along there with us. The silencing curse of death had been broken. The Holy Spirit led us to share in the greatest gift the Spirit gives us, the gift of community 
stronger than humor, stronger than humility, stronger than any mistakes we might make. In that moment, we were reminded that the Holy Spirit brings us together in the body of Christ, and death could not stop the love that God had for each and every one of us, the love that brought us all together. The greatest gift the Holy Spirit shares with us is the gift of community, being together and sharing in the love of God and the company of others. Your gifts are meant to be used in community with other people, for other people. The reason the disciples can suddenly speak different languages is so that they can reach out to all the people who were celebrating the Feast of Weeks when the event of Pentecost happened. They can now share the love of God shown through Jesus Christ with all people. Every person at the festival can now be reached in a way that they understand. No one is excluded, and no one's gifts are excluded. There are times where you might look at a situation and go, hmm, maybe my gifts don't fit here. And you might be right. I know teachers who are fantastic at handling snarky teenagers and teaching them higher level information, but they freeze up if they show up around a preschooler, and vice versa. Some people are amazing with little ones, but don't get along well with the high schoolers. And that's okay, because no one is expected to have all of the gifts. Your gifts will fit in somewhere. We'll figure it out. All gifts can help lead others to the gift of peace in Jesus Christ. Because that's the thing, isn't it? There aren't any good traditional ministry gifts because all gifts are ministry gifts. My gifts didn't match up with my peers at camp or seminary because they weren't supposed to. I was there sharing in the love of God with the gifts I was given. I don't play guitar or climb the rock wall or identify edible plants or understand complicated theology quite as well as my peers. But I have my own gifts I've found along the way. Last summer, when I was recently a chaplain at camp, I was up to 10 years older than some of the counselors, which meant I had the gift of experience and the mom voice needed to stop some of these younger counselors from making choices they didn't want to make. I learned about my gift of strength as I listened to and supported others in carrying their burdens even as I managed my own burdens. And in seminary, I learned more about a gift that I like to call fun communication, for lack of a better term, pulling in the skills I learned going to school for art and working in theaters to make videos that are fun to watch and hopefully memorable, to find ways to communicate with people that aren't boring. At the end of the service, one of the announcements is a stop-motion video I made with Leah Green and Annabelle Toms. All gifts are ministry gifts. It just may take some time to figure out where they fit 
And I know there are places now for pastors who are calm, serious, and adore public speaking. And there are places for pastors who ask too many questions, don't know all the answers, and still don't like public speaking. The Holy Spirit will help you find your way. The Spirit calls you and gives you gifts that are unique to you. And all gifts can be used to guide toward the peace that is found in Jesus Christ. All gifts are here to work together. How are you using your gifts to share in God's mission? And what are the gifts that have been overlooked, thinking that they're not traditional ministry gifts? The Holy Spirit gives us each different gifts and are all part of the ministry of bringing people to God's love and peace through Jesus Christ. Amen.